When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, I had to break the curse of Eric Adams. What am I talking about? (laughs) Yankees versus the Cleveland. They'll always be the Indians to me. Chief Wahoo. Even though to be politically correct, they decided to change their name to the Cleveland Guardians. I have Guardian Angels in Cleveland. Might as well go the whole nine yards. Call them the Cleveland Guardian Angels. A very good team. Very young team. Got a bunch of good arms, good legs, good hitters. And the problem here was that Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, all of a sudden started shooting his uh, sports limited mouth off in advance of the Mets playoffs against the San Diego Padres. He said he was a lifelong Mets fan. I give him that. He grew up in Queens. So he said that the Mets would sweep right through the San Diego Padres and be in the World Series against the American League winner. Well, you saw what happened. The Mets crashed and burned. The curse of Eric Adams was upon him. I didn't care about that because I hate the Mets. But then he did exactly the same thing with the New York Yankees. Now, he admitted he's not a New York Yankee fan. He claimed his son is a New York Yankee fan, even though you can see Eric Adams, depending on the occasion, rocking and interlocking NY, whether it's the hat of the Yankees or the Mets. So we'll put that aside. So I said, oh, the Yankees are going to sweep their way right into the World Series. And I said, whoa. And as you saw the first few games against the Cleveland, remember I still call them the Indians, Chief Wahoo, were not good for the Yankees. Not good for them at all. Showed our limitations. We got no bullpen. And our ma- forget the mayor. Our manager, Aaron Boone, is never going to get us into the World Series. Uh, that's, I hate Aaron Boone. He's into the analytics. But let's put that aside. 2017, they get rid of Kate Smith, God bless America, seventh inning stretch. Strike one, Yankees. Strike two, you hire Aaron Boone, who's done nothing for the Yankees. Strike three, Yankee fans, you boot Aaron Judge in the seventh inning of game number two at Yankee Stadium against the Cleveland Indians. That's right, they still call him the Cleveland Indians. How crazy is that? He's not even signed up for next year. And the Bay Area, where he's from, is luring him back. San Francisco. I left my heart in San Francisco, right? Tony Bennett? That's really Aaron Judge. So everybody's telling me the only way to undo the maluk here, the curse against the Yankees put on by Eric Adams is, Curtis, you got to show up for the do-or-die game, which was yesterday. And, man, you could feel it. The fans say, well, like, yeah, Curtis, you're here to break the Eric Adams curse. You're the real mayor. You're a Yankee fan. He's a Met fan. They had it right. And then all of a sudden, back-to-back, belly-to-belly, judge, boom. And then Stanton, boom. Yankees win, Yankees win, Yankees win. On to Houston. This is going to be tough. But I can say one thing. Even though I'm disappointed in the Yankees, For eliminating Kate Smith, God bless America. 
for hiring Aaron Boone. They'll never win the World Series with Aaron Boone. And number three, booing Aaron Judge. Seventh inning game number two against the Cleveland. Remember, Indians, I'll never call them the Guardians. I had to show up. And we broke the maluk, the curse of Eric Adams against the New York Yankees. I've done my job in this postseason play. Here he is, Sid Rosenberg, the peacock. Look at, look at, look at that jacket. Look at that Joseph Abood classic jacket. And he struts around like a peacock. All you got to do is stroke and pay attention to Sid. Let me tell you, he's attention deficit disoriented, which means if you stroke him, he's your homeboy. Let's look at what recently has happened. When Bernard McGurk was alive and was attached to Sid Rosenberg, they both hated Eric Adams, the swagger man, with no plan. Eric Adams would tell them, yo, my boys, Bernie and Sid, you're my favorite morning show. And I would tell them, are you crazy? He tells Charlemagne the God in the Breakfast Club that's his favorite show. And you know his complexion is his protection. He's listening to the Breakfast Club. He ain't listening to you, McWhitey Whitey. And Bernie understood that. But Sid is sort of, no, you're kidding. He says he listens. And then, all of a sudden, Sid started drilling him hard. Even against Bo Dietl, his lifelong friend, who endorsed Eric Adams against me, but has since been invisible on this topic. He's no longer a big friend of Eric Adams. But now, all of a sudden, with the death of Bernard, I notice the new strategy of Eric Adams is to once again befriend Sid Rosenberg. So at the uh, Columbus Day Parade, at the very start of the parade, you saw Sid dressed in his splendid jacket, the Joseph Abu jacket right here, taking a picture with Eric Adams, who was giving him the thumbs up and basically saying to all of you, ha ha, I got this cracker back. Sid was for toots, he loved it. And then all of a sudden, Eric Adams went to the wake of Bernard McGurk that night in Island Park. And when he walked in packed house, he went up to the father of Bernie McGurk, 96 years old. He gave his condolences. And the father said, what are you doing here? Are you here trying to get votes? And everybody laughed. But Sid, he didn't laugh. And then the very next day, he interviewed him on the radio, and he called Eric Adams his pal. Pal. Well, well what, is, what does Eric Adams want you to go to PayPal and make a donation for his reelection? He's already raised a million dollars, Sid. But you see, stroke. Stroke Sid, and you get his attention. So now that Ultraditor, that Judas who took 30 pieces of silver from Eric Adams and became an Eric Adams Republican, Eric Ulrich is now in charge, the commissioner of buildings, the most corrupt agency of all the corrupt agencies in the history of New York City. You know he's getting wine down in the parking lot. He lives right next to Sid. So he tells Sid, yo, the man wants to sit down with you. Can't do it at Club Zero Bond. I can't do it up there, you know, at Bo Dito's favorite club. No, 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 no. How about we do it at Michael's, your favorite restaurant, right on Avenue on Brooklyn. So Eric Ulrich is going to pick up the peacock, Sid Rosenberg, drive him across to Gil Hodges Bridge, go to Michael's, and when they walk in together, there's going to be Frank Caron, the Salazzo of the Eric Adams administration the chief of staff, and actually Eric Adams, is going to say welcome back to the family. And who arranged all of this? The peacetime consigliere, Arthur Idala, because he was a de Blasio supporter, he's an Eric Adams supporter, he's been 
The part-time consigliere to Sid Rosenberg himself, he's made this shit up. And I warned Sid, Sid, in the back of his mind, he's going to say, I got this white cracker again. I got him. He's back in the fold. Don't do it, Sid. And I'm going to throw down with you on your morning show and make sure that I do an intervention. Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, did a pivot and shift. You know, that's his favorite words now. Pivot and shift. He tried to set up the first tent city in Orchard Beach. Everybody up there in the Bronx warned him, hey, look, there's no drainage. It's a little spritz, a little sprinkle, and it floods. Oh, he's so omnipotent, so pretentious. He knows everything. So from his own supporters like Ruben Diaz Jr. say, don't do it. To those who hate him, like AOC, all our crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Socialist Democrats of America and the Justice Warriors, that's her congressional district. She said, don't do it because of drainage. But the schmuck, the putz, Eric Adams did it. And what happened? First heavy rain, he abandoned ship, and he said, I'm doing a pivot and a shift. So now he took the tent that was supposed to house a thousand illegal aliens from Venezuela. Single able-bodied men. And he's truncated it, cut it in half, moved it to Randall's Island, where there will only be 500 single able-bodied men from Venezuela, the illegal aliens. And wait till you hear their accommodations. Xbox, 72-inch big screen TV, they got a lounge area there, a fluff, (laughs) puff laundry service. Yeah, they get private laundry. They get their own bed. They get three squares a day. They get to come and go and say, please, as long as they return by 10 o'clock at night. Hey, man, it's like you hit Powerball, the lotto. You leave socialist Venezuela. You go through the jungles of Panama. You survive getting ripped off by all the coyotes to El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and Mexico. You get to the border. They ask you where you want to go because you're seeking asylum. Nueva York, Nueva York, why? 25% of them have been watching this on Telemundo and Univision that the mayor, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, he's basically saying, like Joe Biden, and remember he says he's the Biden of Brooklyn, exactly word for word what Joe Biden said when he ran against President Donald Trump for the presidency. Who's your daddy? I'm your Papa Chulo. I get elected president. Andale, andale, andale. You come in across the border. And oh boy, have they been coming. And they're going to keep coming. Especially from Venezuela because Maduro there, who took over for Hugo Chavez. Maduro at the time was a bus driver. Ralph Cramden in Caracas, but he kissed Hugo Chavez's tuchus. And Hugo said, hey. You will be the one to replace me when I'm dead. And he died of stomach cancer because he trusted the Cubans to care for him. What a, what a schmendrick. What a pisher. And now we're stuck with this mess. But can you imagine what the other homeless, American homeless, are going to think? They have a shelter nearby on Randall's Island. And those receiving drug treatment at another center? And those who were in the Kirby Psychiatric Center run by the state for the criminally insane as they look down on this? That's why Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb is sending in the National Guard to protect the 500 single able-bodied Venezuelan men who can pretty much come and go as they choose, who are going to have Xbox, they got a lounge, 72-inch big screen TV, fluff and puff laundry service, laundry service for them, three squares a day, their own cot. No wonder why they brought in the National Guard. These other Americans who are homeless, some of the veterans,
We're going to say, why the double standard? But again, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, will probably pivot and shift again. Pivot and shift. When you mess up, Eric Adams, you're supposed to fess up, not pivot and shift. Oh, here he is. Let's see, Kanye West was as big a mama Luke as Frank Morano of the worst side of the other side of midnight. When they were both making their bones, you talk about mama Lukes, dedicated to their mothers. And they both had great mothers, Stephanie for Frank Morano and for Kanye West. I forget her name, but she was a good mother. He had a good father. He didn't grow up in the hood. He didn't grow up in the projects, but he did grow up in Chi-Town, Chicago. And you know, <laughs> that's the crime capital. So he had some street cred. But I think America got to know Kanye West, not from his rap. There are a lot of rappers out there. And his was more soft, soft serve, bubblegum rap. Not quite Will Smith, but hell, he was no Tupac. Anyway, we all got to know Tom, Kanye West when in the aftermath of Katrina, the club in New Orleans, he got on, did an interview and said, George W. Bush hates black people. George W. Bush hates black people. So all of a sudden, a lot of liberals and progressives and Democrats embraced him. Then years later, as he's making mad money, endorsing all kinds of apparel, and he had his sneakers, you know, ye see ye, call them ye. And all of a sudden, he's wearing a MAGA hat. He's lip-locking, swapping spit with then-President Donald Trump. He draped himself with a Confederate flag, and he says, yeah, I got it like that. And now, all of a sudden, the conservatives were embracing him. But all along the way, the guy's a nut job. He's telling you he's manic-depressive. Then he marries, baby got back Kim Kardashian, and they got the mama drama back and forth in every which way, but that happens in a lot of marriages. And now all of a sudden, he had the fashionista show in Paris with the runway models, you know, all of them, they walk, they walk, walk like fuddy-duddies, you know, like they got a stick up their butt, and all of a sudden they're styling and profiling White Lives Matter. And in fact, he has a shirt that has Pope John Paul's face on the front and White Lives Matter on the back. And he has Candace Owens up there, his conservative friend, and she's styling and profiling White Lives Matter. Oh, and it sets up a storm. So now the liberal progressive Democrats are saying, man, you can't say that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, that, that's, that's what the Klan plan says. That's what the white supremacists say. And he goes, no, 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 no. White lives do matter. And the Anti-Defamation League representing Jewish interests said, yo, man, that's what the white supremacists say. So he took umbrage to that. And then all of a sudden, he's doing an interview with Tucker Carlson. And he starts attacking Jews, especially Puff Daddy, says he's controlled by the Jews. We didn't see that part of the interview. They cut that, left it on the floor. But he goes on and on about the Jewish conspiracy, Jewish cabal against him. Then he appears with Fredo. That's right. <laughs> Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, you know, pretty boy with the muscle between his ears. And Chris Cuomo is goading him. And Yeezy, ye, whatever you want to call him, Kanye West is dropping more anti-Semitic rhetoric. And people are like a gas. Oh, Chris, how can you take advantage of somebody with mental health issues? And why would you give a forum to an anti-Semite? Well, look, he's had forums before. If you truly believe in free speech, the only antidote, the only antiseptic 
is more free speech. I don't mind that Kanye West, Yeezy, Yee, whatever he wants to be called today, is now throwing out anti-Semitic rhymes, words, images. He's got a right to do that. And you got a right not to listen or to watch or not to buy as many products and not to continue to make him a billionaire. But all of a sudden, a sense to him, nah, that's not what America is. And by the way, in the past, when he's been on the side of the liberals and progressives, they elevated him. When he's been on the side of the MAGA folks, they elevated him. How about the fact that if he were poor and impoverished in Chicago now, we would say, oh, man, that guy's a screwball. But because he's done so well, we say he's eccentric. It's just like in the old neighborhood if a, a cheapskate was a cheapskate. You say, why are you such a cheapskate? Then all of a sudden, if he becomes a millionaire, billionaire, you say, that's why he was a millionaire, billionaire. He was very frugal with his money. No, 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 no. We can't be censoring Kanye West, Yeezy, Yee, whatever he wants to be called today or tomorrow. We shouldn't censor anyone. The way you deal with hate speech, if you perceive things to be hate speech, is with more speech, free speech. That's what America is. Social networking is limiting us now. Twitter's done that. Instagram, Facebook, obviously YouTube, other social networking platforms. There is no free speech because they censor it. And in fact, what are we to become like the UK with the death of Queen Elizabeth II? If you even held up a placard when the funeral procession was going by and you said, replace the royalty, you got arrested. No, 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 no. America is the home of free speech. You don't like the free speech? The antiseptic, the antidote is more free speech. Let Kanye West, Yeezy Yee, continue to be the screwball that he is because eventually he's going to flame out. People are not going to buy his products. Going to hurt him where? In the pocketbook. And for him, that's probably all that counts.